it's a weird and wild time out there wherever you are um, particularly when it comes to eating and dining out all the rules have just changed currently we are only allowed to get takeaway and delivery but we're unsure if that's even going to change um, the food and hospitality industry is so important not only to Australia's culture but to the livelihood of all the people that it affects. This interview was done prior to the coronavirus pandemic's impact and what it has had up until this date. Um, nonetheless, we are here with Broadsheet Sydney's editor, Sarah Norris. They have a running list on the site of all the places that you can get takeaway and delivery from. Um, at first I was looking at it as a plus because there was some places on there that, you know, were quite amazing that you couldn't even really get into. For example, 10 William, if you've never been there, you could go and get um, takeaway or like Fratelli Paradiso in Potts Point. Um, I know 10 William can't do takeaway anymore um, or they've chosen not to and they've had to shut their doors for the time being but um, I'm sure there's some other places out there that if you haven't had the chance to dine at this is you know kind of the next best thing go and pick up something delicious take it back to the comfort of your home crack open a bottle of whatever the fuck you've got in the house and get behind the hospitality industry um, so check that out on broadsheet.com.au and Take note of Sarah's amazing recommendations for when we're all allowed at, back out and about. How many times do people tell you that you have the dream job? I'm pretty sure we just said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's two already. <laughs> I don't, I don't, not a, I mean... Is it? Is it the dream job? <laughs> it's hard because journalism is a hard job and, like, it does seem really glamorous and really exciting from the outside, which it is, and we get access to talk to amazing people and get to go to some really amazing events that I mm. never would be able to. But the reality is, is that, you know, the grind of deadlines and breaking news and you know, setting up photo shoots and stories and then them getting back and going, oh, that I didn't, we didn't know that was there or that's a new bit. So then suddenly you have to just rewrite things and everything. So there is absolutely an excellent side of it and we cover Sydney, which is just a great city, and the amazing people who do brilliant things and open these fantastic restaurants and bars. We get to talk about that. But the job is... Hard, especially in yeah, yeah, especially in today's climate yeah. of journalism, right? It's yeah. it's a it's tough, and especially currently right now, the possibly a recession and mm. coronavirus, and so we write about restaurants and about people going out, and there's suddenly this thing that's scaring people to True. go out. Yeah. So it's how to yeah, we don't even like today we got three press releases for three festivals that have been cancelled. Right. Yeah. Have you found recently that restaurants like locally are finding that people? I mean, Chinatown's one. Chinatown, thing, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. But is there anywhere else? I I mean, it's hard to tell whether it, if it's just a normal cycle or it's 
coronavirus. To give you an idea of how many restaurants open, so we probably cover, I reckon we would, there might be four days out of five days where we'll cover at least one rest, new restaurant opening. Wow. I've been here for over two years and I reckon that is consistent. Sometimes, so we put out a Wednesday newsletter and a Friday newsletter. Today we had the Hojiak opening in the CBD. We had um, Mateo Barb redoing their CBD bar called Downtown. So two first looks for those. We had um, Kuji um, Estate, which is open, which is a three venues in one. Wow. And that's just – and we put out a newsletter on Wednesday. So that's between – that's wow. and today's Friday. So it's like it's just nonstop. Yeah. So there is so much growth. Mm. There obviously there is still a limited amount of people eating. So mm. some open, some shut. So I – yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think we always have closures and mess. Very sad. And, mm. Yeah, but there is so you know on the flip side there is so much stuff opening mm. all the time. <laughs> so for people that don't know what broadsheet is, which I find that hard to believe, especially <laughs> our listeners, but can you kind of give them a little bit of a background? Yeah, on what it's all about. So broadsheet has been last year. It celebrated its tenth birthday. It was set up in Melbourne um, by a publisher called Nick Shelton, and it's been in Sydney since 2011, and it is a city guide, and now it's in most cities apart from Canberra and Darwin, around the country, um, but I look after the Sydney Sydney city, and basically we're a city guide of what is happening, a curated city guide. We're predominantly food and drink, I'd say about 50%, but we cover arts and entertainment and fashion and anything that falls within that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more and more so. There's some – just, like, pick out cool things that cool people are doing Mm -hmm. and kind of celebrate them. And um, people often say, you know, can you come and review our restaurant? We don't really review. I suppose um, we're more – we're just a news – site so we'd write a news story about an opening I think that's like a little distinction which is quite mm. nice to make mm. um yeah so we're a news service and by us choosing to pick something we've we've decided that that's fits within our what we think is worthy of a conversation um rather than doing everything and then criticizing it in a review mm. process mm. yeah that's something we did want to ask is how did you or how do you, sorry, find out what the next best thing, food mm. or venue is. We get our hot tips from you and Broadsheet, um, but where do Excellent. you get your hot tips <laughs> from? Um, I suppose I spend, I mean, we get a lot, like more and more I think obviously restaurants are or like owners of restaurants are uh, getting PR companies to help them put a, press release together and send out, which we get a lot of. Um, but the stuff that I kind of like, I get excited about is following restaurant groups and just seeing what they're doing, follow individual chefs and see where they're dining mm. around town um, on Instagram. Instagram's like a pretty, probably the number one sort of thing. Um, and then also some design companies, so it's, you know, um, interior design companies that might be fitting out a different right. restaurant. Right. And he's like, oh, oh, that looks like it's in Potts Point. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like keep following that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's about kind of 
remembering in the back of your mind that you, we wrote a story about a venue coming and then six months later going, it must be about time now. And they get blown out and it's so it's like polite emails saying, hey, I heard you're opening, keep in touch. And people generally do because they're like, they get excited and yeah. it's a nice opportunity to kind mm. of send in photographers and get photos done mm. and yeah. So it's a bit of back and forth then. It's not essentially all of them coming to you. It's it's sometimes you chasing them. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a lot of, like there's a lot of key sort of restaurant groups, um, probably like the Schoolhouse Group is a really good example, which is Alberta's Lounge, um, Shady Pines, that mm. just celebrated its 10th year. Can you wow. believe that? That's pretty amazing. Like one of the first small Sydney bars. Um, they have uh, Baxter Inn and Frankie's um but they don't have PR and so it's just a matter of kind of like being a detective and yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is good because I think there is a tendency there. I mean, obviously if you get sent all the information, it's really easy for someone just to rehash a press release and put it up. Yeah. But we get all our own photos done. So we send someone out, we send a writer out to eat and have a chat with the chefs. Um, so there's someone actually gone there and I think that, mm. I don't know, I hope that, people see that that's what the difference is between mm. – because there's a few publications that have been a, around for a long time. Um, but I think – I hope that people see that as a bit of a distinction between yeah. us yeah. and our competitors. I think so. Definitely. Especially if you're standing with someone on the ground. Yeah. Like, even to just you – know, like the, obviously we have to eat the food. But, the but to speak to the But just to yeah. see the space yeah. and sure. just go off. Understand oh. the mentality behind Yeah restaurant is and the creation and the vibe and mm. by its nature press release tends to be we're really excited about this restaurant we've just opened it end of quote and it's like but when you have a conversation with someone they of course say we're really happy but you know what we're really particularly happy about this dish that yeah. we've gotten from my grandma's recipe so you a get you get the oh, actual sure. i don't know color and interesting fact yeah you, you know if we all went out to dinner and then someone said, where'd you go last night? You wouldn't go. We went to this exciting restaurant that we, you go, gosh, they're making this dish from their grandma's recipes handed down from her grandma and her grandma. Like that's the stuff that yeah. makes things come alive. The extra detail. Yeah. yeah. You would only find, yeah. From In a conversation. Room. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do restaurants, okay, so I guess that goes for that kind of, you're not essentially doing a review, but you're doing a news piece. Yeah. But when you dine out in your do personal life, do restaurants know who you are? Some some well, some people notice, like recognize me. Um, yeah, I suppose. So I've been. This probably makes me sound 100 million years old. But so I started years ago. So I've been a journalist in Sydney since 2000. Well, I studied it journalism in UT, at UTS and then my first job was at Drum Media. I don't know if it was like a street music street yeah. press. It kind of doesn't exist anymore because newspapers really don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> um, but I was editor there and then I was one of the people who started um, started up Time Out Sydney. Well, right. started up Time Out in Australia, which was in 2007. So that was like a long time ago. And even that was very different. Like the internet was only in its infancy in mm. terms of people using it for a guide, and um, so we, and it was mainly a hard, hard print sort of thing. So, and then over the years through there, um, I've written for Gourmet Traveler for their 
restaurant reviews um, and good food, restaurant reviews, but all that's sort of anonymous. Like if we go, if I go and do a, say a good food review, it's, we, I book not under my name and under yeah. the stuff because I do know there are restaurants that if you book and it says Sarah Norris, mm. they're like, they have, flag, yeah, yeah, it's a flag, which they should because they're yeah. professional organisations mm-hmm, and yeah. they want to present themselves in the best light. Yeah. Um, so do people, some do, but there's so many places that don't. Right. And sometimes, it's, you know, like it's just also, it is nice to chat to people who you've been going to restaurants for years and just sort of talking to them. So it is nice, but I, I definitely don't feel comfortable about Yeah. You know, freebies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Them fussing. Yeah. And yeah. I guess you're yeah, also, it's a fussing. That's yeah, yeah, that fussing. <laughs> you also want to kind of go in there as like a normal person because that's what your time is to achieve. Like, for sure. Tell, yeah. Tell the reader, you know, what the actual dining experience is. Oh, for sure. Is. Yeah, yeah. But it would be hard. There was some. Um, there was one occasion when we went to. Um, my dad for my dad's birthday, we went to Mr. Wong's, which is his favorite <laughs> restaurant. Um, this, I mean, it's like I think it's a dad thing. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's such, and it is such a great place. Like, really great food done, really well. Very good produce. The service is slick. It's fun. Like, you feel like you're having an exciting night. Yeah. And the sh- um, when we came in, I said something. I oh, like, oh, it's dad's birthday. Like, you know, just a f- yeah. Yeah, you here for a reason. It's dad's birthday. Anyway, and they like made this big thing, and then like the the um. Somalia came out and shook my dad's hand and, and dad was like, was like, I think maybe this is not a little bit normal, but dad loves uh, it. Oh, a good thing. It's very cute. Is, is this a Sarah Norris thing? <laughs> <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> yeah. My mum, she's all about that. Is she? That's so nice. Uh, she still messaged me and said, I just read your story about whatever it is. It's Do they then go and try? Yeah, like, yeah, know, We yeah. went to this place. That's yeah. Really nice. And we tried, mum and dad, like, Every sort of for years, we've just been knocking off all the restaurants. They're pretty Sweet. well yeah, fed. Yeah, I bet your friends love you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Not have it. just that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about Sydney. Mm-hmm. What suburb or you know vicinity have you seen kind of become really exciting recently, or what's you know evolved in its culture? Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's kind of fastening up that change of city of suburbs I probably I mean it's maybe a bit of an obvious one but Newtown is a particularly one that has even from when I was like at uni going there from like around the end of 1998 and like the 90s sort of thing and you go out and like Kalito's bar was like it's still there I walked past the other day it's crazy it used to be like one of the only like used to have some cocktails and you get two for one and we'd go to the bank and there would be my friend and I would get like margar um, watermelon caprioscas, but you could get two for one, so we could both get one. Oh. And I'd be like, you know, back back in the day, but just like it's so different. And like there was a million Thai restaurants, and now we're getting more um, ca- cafes that are that are being opened by quality operators. Mm. There's a few sort of pretty amazing restaurants like Cafe Parsi that mm. just opened, which is probably kind of slotted in to sort of some of the Sydney's best restaurants, like really innovative, next door Bella Bruda Pizza. Yeah. And obviously you've got like um, the 
continental guys that yeah. have got places to like there were some really amazing stuff and so you could go and just have like an all day oh god yeah and so it's been an interesting change and it's i don't think it's not i don't think every place is amazing there's a few there that you're like <laughs> but um that's yeah i think that's been a it's a good change um i think that um Redfern and like that sort of part, like even around like Chippendale. Chippendale's yeah. dramatically changed. Yeah. Um, there was nothing there, and now there's like beach streets and cool mm. bars and yeah. bre- in warehouses and. Yeah. Okay. So, what are your current Sydney faves, or where do you go for mm-hmm. coffee? Coffee. I think. I'm an afternoon coffee drinker. I'm not a morning coffee Interesting. drinker. So sometimes I don't have coffee every day because the day is sometimes – I know, it's mm. a bit crazy. How do you get through? I'm a big tea drinker. Okay. Oh. But I do like coffee and I think – I reckon Edition down at Haymarket is probably my favourite. Mm-hmm. used to actually just be here up on Crown Street and it was good because I could go – it was like probably a block further than I wanted to walk but it was worth it. But now it's at a – at Haymarket, sort of part of the Darling Square sort of complex. It's right. really – I just think it, for me it's like that sort of enough robustness but also smooth and um, the guys are really lovely. And it's sort of like a Japanese Scandinavian style menu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I reckon – I mean I think I'm not the only one who thinks it's sort of like in that top mm. three of Sydney's best coffee. Okay. So I'd say that's probably it. Noted. What about brekkie? Uh, I probably like maybe Paramount Cafe is probably yeah. one of my favourites for breakfast. Again, controversial, I don't eat out of breakfast very often. Right. I like eat it a bit if I want to try some places, but you can, can't have this job and eat at breakfast, lunch and dinner out. It's mm. like my cholesterol would be That's what ridiculous. Like, yes. How do you, what's your digestion like? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's... It's tough. And, like, so if my theory is if I can control my breakfasts and my lunches, then dinner is a free-for-all. Free yeah. 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 We know, yeah. yeah. What, what are you out most nights? Uh, like, yes, yeah, probably, like, at least, I'd say at least four or five nights. Wow. But I try, I, I try to offset that by not going out on the weekend. Okay. I would prefer, so I live at the beach, so I just kind of, like, kind of meandering around and having a swim and then just not having plans on Saturday night is yeah. the best thing. And it's also it's a harder time to go out because everyone's out. Booked, right. yeah. So it's navigating non-booking places mm-hmm. and, like, it's just – so I just, like, let's just stay at home or let's hang out with home. friends. And so – but I, I do like a Tuesday to Thursday, definitely. Ooh, okay. I think Tuesday – I mean – I used to say this until we have a bit of a late deadline on Tuesday, but Tuesday's the best night to go out. You can get in anywhere you want because there's not as many people around. So you can go to the hottest restaurant in town and if you get there at 6 o'clock, I reckon you could probably get in easily. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm a very early eater, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. But then you could have a drink after. And yeah. Then like, but, yes. Oh, so I'm starving by then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a cheat sheet to get into the hot places. Yeah. Um, okay. What about midweek cheap and cheerful lunch? If you were to, yeah. 
there used to be a place near where I used to work. Um, I worked in Redfern. It was called Eddie's Bakery, and it's just this, like it's a, it's a for barmaids. And the woman there is a, amazing. Like it's five bucks. Um, it's pretty simple. Go in there. Like they do a couple of different barmy flavors, but I kind of like pork one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it is. Shay, who's the assistant editor, also used to knows it. And we always just go, there's just something about it. And it's like, barmies are just generally pretty good. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's hard you to get it. Yeah. And then it's just something about it. It's, and there's a, the, there's a woman and her daughter and the mum is, she's the best at making it. Aww. She's made like, she's probably, extra love or something. And she's made a trillion of them. Yes. And do they pump them out? They like pump them out. There's a queue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like five bucks and love that. Yeah, I reckon that's a good one. Oh, it is. It's kind of near the IGA on Botany Road. Okay, noted. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be right. <laughs> I know. Down, yeah. Literally. Um, what about if you're going out for a fancy dinner? Um, I do like Sean's Panorama. It's probably like kind of like my favorite. I just think it's quintessential Sydney dining. Sean. Opened that restaurant doing farm to plate before it was a thing, yeah. and it's twenty something years it's been there. I, and I just like the eclectic nature of the stuff on the walls. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to say a new one, I think Mimi's at the mm-hmm. middle floor of Coogee Pavilions is okay. pretty like a good example of twenty what it's like to dine in twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, so tell us yeah. that I've heard opulent. that people say that it's quite expensive for what it is but and also there's like talk around why it took him so long yeah to do it what what are your thoughts on it having been there i think it's interesting people say it's expensive it is but when you go there you're ordering abalone you're ordering lobster crap that's expensive wherever you go Mm. like there's they have this cart which is just you so they roll this cart around and you can get, like, bumps of caviar. Oh, yes, I saw that. So the idea is, it's, I mean, it sounds it's kind of cool, right? Like, I've just had a bump of caviar. Like, right. you get that sort of, like, but the idea is that it's cold and then this, the skin, your warmth of your skin is supposed to heat it up. So it's at optimum eating oh. time. So that's the idea of it. Anyway, they put it there and then they serve you a little, sort of probably a half cocktail, really, but it's a half nip of vodka which they have in this, like a bottle of it, and then there's this big hunk of ice in case, in case the ice encases the bottle. And they put this material around it so they can hold it and they pour it. So the idea is that you have, I mean, I don't really drink straight vodka, mm. but it's, I'm like caviar and vodka more in my life. Like wow. it's, and it's something like $35. So, I mean, it's silly, right? Like two people have it at 70 bucks. So suddenly you like see this car and you're like, I definitely want oh, to get that. Exactly. And then so they're 70 bucks. Like, and then you Very have these smart. abalone. It's so really beautiful. It's just like on this um, bay leaf, skewered on a bay leaf and cooked mm. over a coal. Jordan Toff is a very excellent chef. He, um, so it is simple and it just like, like the idea is that it's just charcoal giving it a kiss and that sort of mm. sort of it and letting good produce do its thing so so, you know you have this bump then you might get a piece of abalone and then there's people over here getting full crabs that they're cracking they they come out and salt and they crack it open and like a crab is three hundred dollars like this is it's expensive because there's a john dory and it's a full john dory fish john dory is a pretty 
special fish and mm. I don't know if it wasn't expensive then where's it being caught or how's it being caught mm. right so of course it is but I think that people just need to think that it's a special occasion place yeah, yeah. and treat it that way and mm. not go I'm gonna go there on a Tuesday night yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. you know like go, keep it for your birthday and yeah. yeah I think people forget because we come from a city with such amazing food that we just eat out all these places all the time but some places are special and yeah. Yeah, it's nice to keep it that way. Yeah. But anyway, it's no more expensive really than probably Otto or Key and yeah. I mean that yeah, I just think people don't see it in that same Yeah. Way. It's less stuffy. It's Maryvale and because it's in that building. Yeah, I mean it's when you so yeah, you, you mentioned before it's been a long time coming, it's been six years from when they apparently um when Justin Hems, the CEO of Maryvale, approached Jordan to be the chef. They had a conversation in LA and then six years later it happened. Wow. But think about how many other places they've opened between now and then. Yeah. And I suppose things get hijacked and they want to... If you own a building and you're not paying rent, you have the luxury yeah. of time. And, making and no one else does yeah. because you're not renting from a landlord who's charging you whatever it is now. True. So, yeah, I think that's... Part of it. Yeah. What about a drink? Uh, well, depends what drink you yeah. want. <laughs> we want alcohol. <laughs> I'm, I really love wine. I think wine is just good. Joyful. <laughs> <We're laughs> you're fine here. <laughs> um, just actually not far from the office here down is Love Tilly Divine, the wine bar that is also celebrating 10 years. Wow. Just, just amazing. Um sort of like a little hole in the wall in a laneway, kind of looks dodgy laneway, but go there and it's just unassuming little tiny wine bar. And they're probably, one again, one of the original sort of um, small bar ideas. Um, the wine program that they have there is really minimal intervention. Um, you know, a lot of the time when it opened 10 years ago was kind of one of the leading places that, mm. that does that. I just like it and it's like I don't want to go necessarily for a whole night, but, I, you know, they do a couple of amazing little snacks that's nice and then go off into your night. Yeah. If you want a cocktail, um, I reckon Cantina OK that's recent or open a year ago now um, <laughs> is serving Sydney's best margarita hands down. Okay. It's so good. It's like... I actually wrote this story recently about oh, this completely made-up day called World Margarita Day. It's completely <laughs> it's made up. Anyway, but I've been kind of – I like margaritas. I've been trying to find Sydney's best to put, like, a bit of a top five together. And I was like – went to Cantina Arcade. Okay. So it's this – it's a Mezcal bar. Um, Mezcal is um, the brother spirit, I suppose, to tequila. Um and it's tiny, it's standing only, probably stands about 20 people. It's at this little, it's in the city, it's like little tiny laneway at the end. They're literally in a former garage, like roller door, it's as small as this room. And they just know everything about um, Mezcal. And they have this uh, ice shaver, they do it by hand. And so they just, it's, they use this bit of smoky Mezcal and then they use this They've had the fluffy ice and it's just so good that I was like, why am I trying to find better than – there's none better than this. So I just wrote a story about it and 
about the top one about the top one yeah because i have this stupid job where i can do that right i can (laughs) amazing yeah so i reckon yeah go there for a margarita great and okay so if your friends and family are visiting sydney is there one place that you always tell them to go to um i probably i think we've got a sort of a favorite family place is probably marta which is like a Italian restaurant in Rushgutters Bay. It's um, a lot. It's kind of uh, on this little square, and it's so it's kind of a nice daytime family mm-hmm. place. So mm-hmm. we'll often go on a Sunday and have like mum and dad like having a Sunday lunch. So we kind of have a Sunday lunch, and it's Italian but spe- specifically Roman food. Mm. Um, and it's just it, it's just easy because you can make a booking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often you don't want to feel like you're inside when you're having a lunch and it, it's nice and bright. Um, and I've recommended to other people and they've taken their family and it's, a, you know, there's cha- there's backs on chairs, which, oh. you know, families like. Yeah. It's not too loud. Yeah. Um, and the food, like, have a bit of pizza, but, like, the Roman-style pizza and it's just great. And they're just really professional Smart operation. Mm, cool. Yeah, yeah you like kind of take everybody into account. And yeah, that kind of thing. Hey? Yeah, definitely. So like, yeah, mom and dad Australia. <laughs> They're always picky. Yep. <laughs> All right. What are you most excited for uh, this year? What's on your list or upcoming? Um, my bestie's having her birthday, and we're going up. Um, just the beginning of April, and we're going up to Byron Bay. She's from not far from there, so she kind of. Goes, goes up there often. Um, so we're staying a bunch of nights and there's a few people going up, but we're going on the Friday night to Fleet, which is at Brunswick Head, which oh. is, you know, amazing. Been before, but it's just like so good. It's so good. Yeah. And on the Sunday for Bryony's birthday, the the Fleet have another restaurant in Brunswick oh Head, God, the Mexican La Casita. Yeah. I haven't been. Oh, my God, you're going to love it. Wait, it's what one favorite. was that one called? La Casita. La Casita, the one that's really cute in pink. Neon? No. no. Um, their margarita is pretty good. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't like mezcal and so and this one that I wasn't, but maybe it won't be as nice for you. The, but, I'm, you know. I will put the, as we have a saying here, for research purposes, yeah. I will have that. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, I'll have one of each margarita. Yeah. Brunswick's really exciting. Yeah. I found, we went to Byron when we were, like this time last year, we went to Fleet one night and then the next day we went to um, La Casita and had just had the best time. And then we went to the pub and you could just walk everywhere and it was mm. raining and it was just, you know, that fire and like unpredictable weather. It's and always it was raining. <laughs> and it was just like, this, this is just so much better than just going, I don't know, I'm just over going into town. Or yeah, like that because yeah. it's time, but um, yeah. I can't wait to get back there. Yeah. It's awesome. And it kind of feels like all the cute little houses around there, like the one-story, yeah. like, chip rock homes, they're all, like, that old-school Aussie and, yeah. I don't know, something Beach about house. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and then on the other one, which I haven't been to, um, but is in town, actually, it's called Supernatural Cellars. Yes. I went there, too. Yeah. Good. Is that good? Yeah. Good wine, right? Yeah, natty wine. Natty. They have yeah. really good, like, um, all napkins, and you just toss your napkin on the floor, and when you finish eating, like, you're eating with your hands, just, like, little bites. Um, we have like got like corn and bits and I can't remember oysters, just like little fresh bits and pieces. Yeah, cool. Um, which was good. 
yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. Bang yeah. Bang. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to run this into the story? I don't know. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> is there a Sydney staple that you think is underrated or undiscovered that you wish more people knew about? I am a fan of Ron's. I don't know if you've heard this. So no. it's in um, Redfern. It's not far from the station. It's run by the – like there's a bit of – they've got a couple of restaurants. Their first one was Arcadia Liquor. I don't know if you know this, right near the station. Uh, just like a really nice casual bar. And then they have a kind of just around the corner also in Redfern is the Redfern Continental, not to be confused with yeah. Continental – from the Continental guys, right? Uh, Redfern Continental. And out the back there's this, so you go, go through the restaurant and then there's this door at the back and you open it up and it's it's called, um, it's like, I suppose it, it reminds me of a bar from like East Berlin in the 1980s. I don't know what about it. It's just like this secret, I don't know, it's, and it's got um, like a lots of kind of, what do you call it, mirror ball. Um, oh, wow. And it's just like not, not you know, not doing ch- changing your life or anything, but just it's kind of cool there. Mm-hmm. And then I reckon, so you could actually go Arcadia Liquor for a drink, go to the back bar for another drink, <laughs> or do that after. Yeah. yeah. Then go go to Ron's, and so Ron's is uh, just across the road. It's up a flight of stairs. It's next to this kebab shop. It's like literally a takeaway kebab. Walk up the stairs, and it's just kind of a no, like. They just sort of do contemporary Australian food, whatever that is, but there's like a roast chicken and um, uh, pippies, you know, like a white wine sauce and they sell oh. Iggy's bread that you can like dig in. Oh, dig whoa, in. okay. And it's just, it's not expensive. A hidden jam. Yeah. They do carafes of like oh. wine oh. and... This is, we have had a like few us. Sunday lunches and it's pretty much like this, so we'll go to You Ron's. should go. It's fun. It's really yeah. fun. Like it's kind of like... Not loose, but it's like a little bit loose. And like yeah. every time I go there, I, you know, sometimes you go and you're like, "Ooh, I got like the wine fever." Yeah. Right? Ron's you feel will a bit give warm, you the wine you know? fever. Yeah. yeah. And it's I once went to A1 Canteen for a lunch, and then we met some people there. And I was looking at the menu, and they're quite similar. And A1 Canteen is really great. It's in Chippendale. It's a all day sort of diner. And they're very sim, like they had a roast chicken and they had the pippies and the white wine. But Ron's is sort of like $7 cheaper for wow. everything, which is, you know. Amazing. Maybe they don't have this, you know, the greatest pippies from New Zealand, which mm. the A1 Kenyans guys have, but sometimes you don't need the greatest pippies from New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. Yum, dip that bread. Yeah. So I reckon that would be a nice little red fern right near the station. Just jump on the train. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's um have you got any insider tips for getting more speaking of dollars yeah. getting more bang for your buck whilst eating out i mean sydney's expensive mm. it's a it's and we want to pay people what they're worth and we want to make sure they have superannuation so it adds up but there are and we we probably do regularly things like this article that I like we kind of there are ways that you can get things that are cheaper like there's every day of the week there is something around town i suppose it's just being clever about when you go to places right tuesday is the day for cheap tacos around everywhere right um probably the best and the cheapest is the george at the water in waterloo the pub Mm -hmm. um they do three dollar tacos and they're just great and they're like you know go the other night and they're seven dollars 
50, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's just about being smart about maybe looking at, there's a lot of, you know, all bottomless brunches and all that sort of stuff, which mm-hmm. is all a bit silly sometimes. But um, but there's a lot, yeah, like Mary's has a happy hour um, every day from four to Ooh. six. Um, you can get $5 margaritas and a $5 oh, snack. This Bacco, Bacco Mato Osteria, which mm-hmm. used to be in Surrey Hills but now is open in Randwick, they're doing this uh, uh, Roman-style pizza. So it's like pizza by the slice and they're selling them from $7.50. So like that's, I don't know, like a, in a lovely restaurant. Mm. And so, you know, Kitchen by Mike also has a happy hour from Tuesdays to Fridays. Right. They're, wood, they're great wood fibre. Like a big hunk of it for $5.00. Get a Gruyere cheese toasty for five dollars. Wow. Like there's stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Subscribe to the broadsheet newsletter. Yes. And you'll get stories like this. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. Now, so you've said like getting to hot spots and being to the best time to go is like a Tuesday. So Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. They're the good days. Great. And then what about when it comes to like a tricky menu? Like I hear, I think you hear a lot about when people go on first dates and mm you know, reading and then you'll be like, fuck, what is that? Or even a wine list and just being like overwhelmed by the options and you don't want to sound like an idiot. And I think food can sometimes be very, um, like, not wanky, but people, it can make people uncomfortable. What do you, what are your kind of like advice for that? I don't know. I feel like people should just ask questions. Like if you don't know what Nduyu is, like who cares? Like it, like there are lots of foreign words on menus and I don't know I don't speak French I don't know like there's so many you know you go to French restaurants it's like just ask I kind of sometimes as well say if if you're going to a restaurant where it's a short menu obviously if it's pages and pages but say if there's like a tasting menu I ask I was like is it okay if we go from the top and you run through the and like suddenly a, a dish that sounds like beef with gravy could be this most enticing thing that you'll like because they yes. describe it in words and I don't know I feel like you have a better experience because you, you you might also pick the things that you don't normally pick which is kind of fun mm. I don't know I just think people are worried about asking questions but if the re- if the waiter is annoyed by asking questions then like it's not worth like yeah. who cares yeah. like that's their job yeah, yeah. And, and I, they should kind yeah. of be excited that you For yeah. Sure. yeah yeah and to sell you something or tell you their favorite and yeah why. I always say like yeah. what's, what's your favorite what's your favorite yeah yeah what do you recommend yeah like if you were here on a Tuesday night with this many people what do you think would be good that's a good way as well like mm. get an idea about the sizes of the dishes and then yeah. go well obviously if it's a bit of scampy it's not going to be good for five people mm. like yeah I don't know, just ask questions. I think wine as well. A lot of people don't feel feel uncomfortable about that. Also, I think people go, you know, that wine lists can be expensive and they're we read one of the one of the kind of most successful stories we've had is what about ordering the second best bottle of wine on the wine oh, list. And whether yeah. that whether you're a doofus or not. It, yeah. You're not. Like my theory is if they put it on the wine list, they they like it and they want you to sell it. Mm-hmm. So we suddenly are at this list where if I order that just because it's the second best thing, if they think it's silly, why have they put it on the list? Yeah. So like also I kind of like saying to people, like if it's expensive, I'll say, yeah. Also if they if I say, what's some recommendations? I want something like uh, use words that like, you know, easy ones like 
it's light or I want something fruity or not sweet. You know, things that you in a universal, a universal yes. zone. Yes. I also sort of started saying things like I personify a, a wine. I'm like, okay, so if I want a wine that walks into this bar, takes its jacket off, swings it over its seat and nonchalantly sits on the seat. I don't know. Or if I want sort of something like I've had a hard day and you want something that's like, I don't know, light and lively or something. So yeah. I want like something that walks in a room and turns on, insert whatever song that makes you like feel like you want to bounce around. I don't know, something like that. And it's helpful for that person who's going to help you with the wine because they're like, okay, so you, you want something that's like Brian Ferry in pastels. Okay, that's like this pet nap. <laughs> I got or something you. like that. Yeah. yeah. And that and then you kind of have a rapport. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I say is if they go, oh, I would recommend this one or this one, and say one's $120 and you're like, I say that's more of a Saturday night price. I'm thinking a more Wednesday dog price, which makes it go, okay, you want something delicious, but you don't want something that's – like a special occasion line. Yeah. I don't know, that's a, a nice way to say right. it, not make anyone uncomfortable. For yeah. sure. But you shouldn't be uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, only a few more left. What's okay. a typical day look like for you? In the office. So we we publish five stories a day. Wow. Not including um, events and stuff, but five editorials. So it's big. How many people are in the team? Well, in the company, there's about about 55 around the, the country, and that includes, you know, accounts and mm. there's um, a couple of social people in the social media team, um, and then there's sub-editors. Um, but the two people who are driving, there's two people driving the Sydney editorials, myself and Shay Marie. We have a Things to Do editor who does the events, mm-hmm. Thomas, um, but it's Shay and so I. So editorials basically are two people. Wow. So we commission stories, we photograph, we organise photographers. Um, Like I have freelancers, of course, and we're not writing all of the stuff, um, but we're editing all all those stories. Yeah. It's just, it's, if there was one word, I would say it's unrelenting. Oh, you need a line (laughs) every night. No wonder she's coming out. But it's like there's a lot happening and, you know, like we're a digital Mm. Publication and that yeah. needs to be, it needs to be responding to stuff that's happening all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, do you, is there like a time that you like come in and then, what, like, what tea are you having or how? I'm a tea you... drinker. Yes, yeah. in the morning. So <laughs> I do, and I kind of have yeah, a cup of tea and a bit of breakfast at my desk because, I don't know, that's my thing. I do. Um. And then, I basically yeah. So we get in about eight thirty out by 6, mm-hmm. 6.30, but sometimes not necessarily. Um, and it's, yeah, so it's like have a quick scroll, uh, look through email, see if there's anything that we need to jump on straight away. If not, start editing stories to get through the five stories um, and then checking emails in between to see if things have been announced. We jump on a lot of stuff that happens, um, you know, like, I don't know, Sydney Writers Festival get announced, we jump on that. Generally, some of the places have a bit of a, you know it's coming and they mm-hmm. might give you an embargo to a certain time, but pretty much not. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really reactionary. Mm-hmm. And it's m- most, yeah, so I kind of commission 
our journos to go and so we've got to coordinate with the venue so they can be there or if we're doing any art shows maybe they're going to meet the artist and have a chat um but yes yeah, a lot of coordinating mm. and it's a kind of multitask it's like always multitasking yeah. yeah yeah and so depending i guess every week would be different but then most nights you're kind of out at either a new opening or trying something new or yeah or home in my comfy pants yeah yeah trying to not check your emails. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, there, I'm really adamant about that. Like, I That's kind good. of like, if it's an emergency, someone will text me. We're, at the end of the day, we're not saving lives. It's just great food of Sydney. Like, that, that's it. And so it can wait till tomorrow. And if I look at it, then I'll think about it. And I, there's very full, heavy days while we're here. And then you just got to walk away. Otherwise, you yeah, just get burnt out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's such a great tip. Yeah. In any job. Yeah. Um, speaking of comfy pants, <laughs> how do you juggle eating out or being out and then also resting and digesting? Yeah. I love that resting and digesting. That's a Kelso. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I do a bit of exercise in, in the morning and I kind of like that because it's my own time and I sort of have a little group outdoor training thing that I've been doing for years and – Someone tells me what to do and I lift the thing and then I run there and then it's done in an hour and then sometimes I because it's six o'clock to seven, so I sometimes have a shower and I can get back into bed for thirty minutes of just closing my eyes and listening to the radio. Yeah. I just feel so relaxed as well. Yeah. That's a really good tip. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Just like rest after your heart rate. Because it's like and then. six Six is, so you've got to wake, wake up in the fives, which is pretty brutal. Um, dump, you know, back by set five past seven, showered, and then you're back like, in bed. back in bed, just for a little bit. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I recommend that. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do that now. <laughs> and a sleep in on the weekend. You need that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, what about like travel and getting around? And, you know, as you were saying, it's, you know, important to kind of switch off. What are you suggesting if we need to get off the grid in Sydney or what should we be going and doing and seeing to kind of connect back? Uh, I really love the Hawkesbury the okay. area. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've kind of over the years, stay, like, there's a lot of little houses that you can rent and just sort of staying there, taking, like, an esky of food and just, I don't know, reading and kind of having two nights there or something. I just feel like it's such a beautiful so the, around the Hawkes River, so I suppose the oft, often what you do is you drive up to Brooklyn, that sort of area just sort of outside of Sydney. On a Friday night, it's a bit of a nightmare because you've got to get mm. through the city. Um, but then you like you park your car and then often the houses are just like you jump in a little runner, runner about boat and then you go and then you're kind of on That's the house. Cute. You're kind of lock, locked in. Okay. And I don't know. That's good. I, and they just leave a little... You can get yeah. You can use a boat, and it's like there's not much to do. You can just go along, or depending, have a bit of a swim, or right. fish, or something. There's a bunch of places around. Also, Patonga around that sort of area. Even if you go up to um, uh, Palm Beach, and then you get the some ferries over right. to the other side. So it's actually like you know Patonga, which you can go around, mm-hmm. drive north, and or go to Palm Beach and go across. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of beautiful places around there. Such a pretty, uniquely Sydney or New South Wales yeah. look and feel. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's sleepy, but you're only there for a couple of nights, so it's like, mm. yeah. Very lucky. We're so lucky. Yeah. 
All right, so we'll do our another quick round. Okay. <laughs> but this is like more specific. Okay. But you can be as specific. I mean, you don't need to be in one word because mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we might have already covered a bit of these, but like yeah. wine. Um, you know, Sydney's got a few good delivery wine mm-hmm. delivery places. And, uh, you know, there's, we've talked about a lot of places to go out. But I think um, drinks has been D-R-N-K-S, no I. Um, Joel has been running that for a long time. It's probably one of the original sort of natural wine delivery companies. Um, and they've got really fun descriptions on there. It's almost like they almost sort of do that idea, which is right. I walk in. Personify. Yeah, personify thing. Or like mm. park wine or, mm. you know, things you can smash, throw back with a bunch of friends who are sitting on a rug in a park. Like really good things. And um, a lot of Australian producers, young people doing different things. Um, fits in that sort of minimal intervention, natural world. Um, yeah. And P and V also and more also do have a similar thing. Tiramisu. I actually had one last night. Did you? <laughs> she loves. Um, at the Dolphin. Yeah. Oh, which is pretty good. I just still don't think it's as good as Matilda Paradiso. Okay, I've heard that too. What's your fave? Um, I like Ten William. Yeah, but it's I love good. the Dolphin. Um, I love yeah. I think Paradiso is a bit fancy. I kind of like. Old school. But then uh, there's this one that um, it's not in the Shire. What's like Southgate is like. What one is that? Where's Southgate? What suburb is that? At Sylvania. Yeah, Sylvania. And there's a deli there, like oh, a European yeah. deli, and he makes it himself. But he puts like these sugared, but they're not like dry. They're like these wet, slimy, sugary almonds on the top. Oh, oh wow! And it's insane. And my mum bought it for me for my birthday one year, and. I'm obsessed with it. I don't know. There's something else in it. It's not like proper tiramisu, but it's like a tiramisu nutty hybrid. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. But yeah, big tiramisu. You know what? Also, like at Fertility Paradiso, sometimes they'll just give you a spoon of it. Oh yes, please. And like Often you just it's a full like stop to a delicious nice. lunch. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes because too much, and the dairy after all That's of that so is too much. Of them. It's the best. It's so it's like very family like. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Steak. <laughs> you know, um, I was thinking about this. I I don't often go out for a steak. I suppose I really do like when I do. Um, and I kind of often I really like the ones that you share. You know, like a T-bone mm. where they cut it up, like sort of thing. I also do like um, the Cafe de Paris butter, like which mm. is a very traditional French way where they just have a, a bit of a slice of steak and then they put as it's still hot this compound butter they call which is like just a flavored butter on the top and then it melts over it Mm. with fries Mm. it's really french Mm -hmm. i reckon felix in the city is it does it pretty well like it's a reliable it's an old faithful for me Mm -hmm. this city is full of very expensive fancy steak places david chang just came here for the second season and ugly delicious and it's just like you know he went to firedall which is probably like one of the greatest steak places in the world, which is good, but it's also, you know, like $150 for this very dry age thing. Sometimes you just want fries and Mm. butter on your steak. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit of iceberg lettuce. Yes. You need that to cut through. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing or DJ beats? I think I really like the George, which I mentioned before at Uh Waterloo. They open on the weekend pretty late and they just have like, it's a a really – it's a, got really, they've got a bottle shop there which you can get the 
buy the wine and pay an extra $20 to have it in. That's Joel does the drinks from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the weekend they do, yeah, late night sort of. And it's sort of no, like, it's a really welcoming place. It doesn't matter sort of who you are, what you look like. It, you feel like you can really fit in. And so they often have lots of um, queer evenings as well and I don't know I just like it and there's no cover charge and you can eat a taco yeah. <laughs> ideal night out what about like going to see some art or a show at well, March now being is just a cluster of amazing art festivals Biennale starts tomorrow which oh. runs for 87 days so that's mm-hmm. three months and it's pretty much all free mm. so if I don't know when this is going live, but um, they're like Cockatoo Island. Spend a day, go out on the ferry, and like they've got sort of site specific artwork. Oh, I've never been to Cockatoo Island. No. It's, it's such a good, we were just saying it's such a good excuse to use it to go yeah. to Cockatoo Island. And it's just quite nice as it kind of autumnal weather that you're out mm. there. And um, I think Mary's as well is doing a food pop up out there. So oh, you cool. could, yeah. Sweet. Um, I don't know, that's, that's something cool. very now to do. Um, live music? Um, from my back, my days in the dr- at drum media. Yeah. Um, I'm prob- I mean, it's not small or anything. I really like the Metro. I think it's probably my favourite sort of, as a short person, it's got good raking seats. Staggered. Yeah. Staggered standing and I like to stand on the second tier or the first tier. Oh. I can just see over people. Cool. <laughs> what about a pub? What's your favourite pub? Tough. I like the unicorn, probably. It's just a, I don't know, just so simple and a yeah. bit of good food. Again, pretty great wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like an easygoing vibe. Yeah. 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 What's a must do? Mm. I think one of the, everyone knows Iceberg's Pool, right? But the thing that you should do at Iceberg's Pool is go to the sauna. There's, okay. if you buy a ticket, like entry to the pool, you get free entry to the sauna. And it's just the most interesting place. So, you know, either swim and do some laps or just jump in and frolic about. There's this on the sort of upper deck, there's this sauna and they've recently renovated. It's pretty simple. It's just like got very simple timber benches mm-hmm. and you can just sort of sit in there and, it's, and watch the ocean and like out to the point. But the conversations that people have in the sauna is the best. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, just people it's watching just with so, your ears. Yeah. So what kind of people go there? Everyone. Like heaps of tourists, but like just old ladies, old men, oh. like salty rigs. Um, people are like like people run into people that they haven't seen for ages in, in the sauna. Yeah, in the just sauna. Suddenly having this conversation. I was in there once and someone started talking about where to get cheap beer and then some guy over there was like, no, it's the bolo up the road. And oh, like, it's like the people's court. And were you yeah. like, actually, I'm <laughs> No, I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not working. I'm just <laughs> observing. I think um, one of our friends, actually came on the podcast and she was talking about dating and I'm pretty sure she said that for an idea for a first date is to go to the sauna. Because ah, mm. bold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Naked, it's awkward already. You've got, no, you've got no excuse not to just make conversation and like, like this has already happened. So yeah. Let's yeah. 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 Good one. Um, so that a must do, and yeah. that's a must see. Oh, I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose 
I really, I mean, another art thing, I suppose, not um, maybe White Rabbit, the gallery in mm. Chippendale. Okay. Is it, um, again, free? Um, it's run by um, Judith Nielsen. Um, what's her name? Yeah, Judith. She's like one of the most richest women in Australia and she's just got this real excitement for Chinese art and she's been collecting it for years and years. Wow. And she's got a lot of it. You don't see it all at once because it's small. But anyway, she's built this... Um, yeah, it's like some of the best Chinese art in the world is just in Chippendale. It's like behind, um, sort of tucked behind off uh, Broadway. And it's just interesting, like you don't have to spend hours there, but it's like kind of this thing that's, I don't know, been there for, for a while and it's offers a good stroll for the afternoon. Mm, like There's that. a current new exhibition just opened actually, a retrospective of, yeah, the retrospective that they've had before. Mm. What about a non-alcoholic bev? It's the time to do it. Like there yeah. is to be into it. it there is so much n- great non-alcoholic stuff. Um, I quite like yuzu. I had it on my desk. I forgot to bring it up here. It's just this little um, yuzu soda. It's from Japan. Um, the black uh, market sake guy bring it over. You see it in a few restaurants. Like um, A1 Canteen has it. You can get it on the black market sake's um, website as well. It's just like it's so good. Like oh. I don't know, use if you had yuzu, it's like a Japanese citrus, mm-hmm. and it's like it's kind of like you know those old solo ads when they slam it down, and then you have a solo, and you're like, oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. It's almost the personification of that excitement that that guy has in slamming it down, and it's as exciting as that. Like it's effervescent, and I think if you don't know what yuzu, go to a, I don't know, cocktail bar and get a yuzu cocktail. They're pretty much everywhere. Okay. I guarantee you will find it delightful. It's okay. Such a good. I can feel like the solo. Yeah, same. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like lively. Mm, thirst quenching. Yeah. Literally. Um, this isn't on the sheet, but I wanted to ask mm. you, who, is there a chef that you're like currently watching or Ooh. who excites you? Currently watching. Um. I mean, I think uh, the the uh, cafe, cafe Parsi in um, Newtown. Um, Parsi is just like I don't know, just really interesting food. It's not like when he first opened his restaurant before it was was a pop up a few years ago, and then it now is a restaurant in on um, King Street in Newtown. He it was very what he was doing was really quite audacious and bold and really innovative no one else was doing it the world's kind of moved on and there is still there's lots of people who are now doing who've kind of caught up I suppose um so it's not radical but he just does interesting like even yeah I don't know he just does interesting things the way he presents things on plates um and it's just fun non-serious serious food Mm. he's pretty interesting it's like all your babies, how do you pick one? Oh, no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So where can we find you and, and where can people sign up to the newsletter? Yeah, I mean, I, I I, think it is a good resource. Like if you're into knowing what's happening around town, if you're into food and drinks, we cover the stuff that you should know about. And the news that we bring out, one on Wednesday and one on Friday, and you just scroll down to the bottom of broadsheet.com.au um, and just put in your email and you'll get – You'll get one on 
uh, Monday as well, which is things you can do that week. And then Wednesday is kind of the big one, which is like, and then Friday stuff to do on the weekend. Mm-hmm. We cover travel stuff as well and how to get out of town and yeah. camp and um, I don't know. I feel like it's u- useful. Yeah, I definitely. Think, yeah. I also like you guys do a lot of like competitions where you can enter to like win whatever Great trips, like, dinner, and even what's the one that's like currently at the moment? Dinner for a whole year or something? Yeah, dates. Yeah, oh, dates. Cute. I was like, yes. I know. There's so many. I'm like, I can't enter. I want to enter. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> yeah the, there was some really great ones for the bushfires, like all these money can't buy sort of things that people have donated to us and. Yeah. But yeah, so I just think that there's a lot of, there's just so much going on and it's good to have someone, Shay and I, on the case as a full-time job, definitely. trying to track down the important things, I suppose, yeah, definitely. to, you know. Well, we appreciate you. <laughs> and we use it a lot. Use it Excellent. So Excellent. thank you. Um, if everyone wants to follow, I'm Lenoza. My surname's Norris, Noza. Lenoza on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. Just clarifying. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why it's that. I created the account before it was a thing. And oh, then yeah. suddenly Instagram was a thing. I'm like, I probably wouldn't have gone with Lenoza. <laughs> I would have gone with my name. But now I'm stuck with Lenoza. No, just you were discreet it. for a while there. But now you're yeah. just, <laughs> just rock it. Thanks, Sarah. Thank no you. problem. Thank you.